Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. what's going on everyone welcome to the nomad strength show i'm ross hillier your host we have a solo episode today uh if you're new to the show we do these solo episodes at the end of every week usually shorter episodes we're talking about specific topics whether it's related to health and fitness or anything else that i find interesting during the week uh that we want to take a little bit deeper of a dive in uh and this episode is no different this is kind of piggybacking off of last week's solo episode where we talked about volume and experimenting with the different ways of volume um because today we're talking about longevity in training and how you can train now for health decades from now, right? Because that's really the goal. I mean, and maybe it's not your specific goal at this moment, but we want to be healthy and strong forever. And as long as we're on this earth, we want to have bodies that serve us well and are strong and able to do the things that we want to do. So why not put that in our mind now and and that will actually influence the way that you train currently and this is something that i think a lot of uh a lot of guys that were former athletes uh or maybe still are athletes to some degree have a hard time conceptualizing so that's what we're going to talk about today and some of the different ways that you can bring some of this into your own training practices and recovery protocols nutrition all this kind of stuff is very um tied together obviously as all things health related are but that's the topic of today before we get into uh, the actual uh, episode itself I want to make sure you guys know about Wild Rivers Coffee Company Uh, it's legitimately like my favorite ground and whole bean coffee that exists on the planet right now and uh, it's even cooler that the people the couple that own it Marshall and Sammy are awesome and uh, they have an incredible mission behind the company if you buy any of the bags 2% 
go directly to wildlife conservation organizations. There are various ones depending on which bag you get. The artwork on them is dope, and it'll tell you on the artwork which animal is on it, which you know, uh, which organization your two percent is going towards. They have one of their roasts has uh, an elk on it that's going to Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. One that's got a duck on it, it's going to Ducks Unlimited. There's a couple of more, but go check them out. If you use the code Nomad when you go to check out, you actually save fifteen percent. They were super gracious to offer the listeners of the podcast a pretty sweet discount for their awesome coffee. So wildriverscoffeeco.com, go check them out. And uh, the signature roast is my favorite one. So um, make sure you tell them that you came here from the show uh, because they love that. So let's dive in. Talking about longevity and training. So there's been this shift, uh, at least for myself, and I've talked about it several times on the show with certain guests that you know, have this similar mindset and then maybe in a couple of other ones, but prior to this shift, my training was very, uh, narrowly focused in the, in the sense that I was only looking, you know, at most six months out. And, uh, the way that you train when you have a very short term outlook or short term, uh, plan it is very different than when you're looking at how I'm training to, to do these things in decades. Right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because there are times in our life where maybe an event is coming up, uh, and we need to dial it in for three to six months or whatever it is to prepare for an event. If you're someone who's still in the competitive space, I mean, this is what cyclical training is all about. You have an off season, you have an in season. I mean, so we're not necessarily talking about like the current athlete who obviously has things they're still preparing for. But once you get in and you're kind of just general pop uh, mode and, you know, there's not really anything unless you sign up for something that's, you know, maybe random time of the year. Maybe you're doing jujitsu. There's a meet that's coming up in in several months. Maybe you're going to do a Spartan race. Maybe there's a CrossFit competition uh, or you want to hop in a powerlifting meet. Like there's all these things that you can elect to do, but you're not a part of an organization or thing that is uh, a a rigid schedule where you've got clearly defined uh, in-season, off-season stuff. So this is really who we're talking to with this episode uh, because those kind of things are very valuable. Uh, I believe, especially with men, the competitive nature of things, we need to have those things in our life where we can be competitive and, uh, and use that outlet more, definitely more often than a lot of men are using it now. Um, which is why I think martial arts is a fantastic, uh, a fantastic way to do that. But regardless, whatever the avenue is that you pursue, it's okay to have those stages of time where you are training for something. Um, but what I think the big shift for me was, was realizing that because I didn't have to do any of those things, it became really difficult for me to train, uh, to still be at my best for not for, for nothing really. And I was looking at it in that way and it's not for nothing. Um, I just hadn't made the mental shift over for it being for my life. And it took me getting actually injured a couple of times before I realized that uh, I hadn't built my body in a durable way post-competition life. You know, that was a whole other life ago uh, that it kind of failed me to a degree a couple of times. And that was a really humbling moment. And it made me realize there are things that I have to do in my training that just make me a better person 
make me a better man, make me more capable. And that's very theoretical to a degree because it's hard to measure, right? So we have a hard time conceptualizing things that we can't measure, especially as guys. We are very like, I need to see the result right now and like what's my before and after and what's my all this. And so what we're going to kind of go over is some ways that we can make this more uh, measurable for you. And one of my favorite conversations that I've had on the podcast was back, uh, it's been a few months now, but um, Akira, who who I've really grown to just, man, I just love what he's doing and the way that he trains and his, his whole concept on training. If you haven't listened to that one, that's a really great one that we go into a little bit about what we're talking about today. But hit and, and a lot of this was really amplified what we're talking today by my conversation with him. Um, because we were talking about, I'm training now to be strong and fit and useful when I'm in my eighties. Right. And I, I mean, we'll get to that point. You know, I, that's why I'm doing the things I'm doing now, but what causes that or what happens when I make that shift was I'm, I'm thinking prior to this, I have all the stuff I need to do right now. Right. It's it's kind of a I don't have the time. I've got to do all this right now. I've got to I've got to, you know, drop body fat percentage. I've got to increase my strength at the same time. I've got to get really good at jujitsu. I've got to do all of these things that on their own are their own things that require their own types of training for. And I'm in this mode of I need to do all of this stuff right now. And that's simply not the case. And when you start thinking about it from the sense of I'm training to be useful and strong and fit in my 80s. Well, now, what what is six months? If I want to take six months, and and with the example of the conversation I had with Akira, what is six months if I just want to focus on getting really good at doing handstands, right? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that every day. I'm gonna do the things. Uh, I'm gonna work the other parts of my body that require that are allowing me to become better at handstands because I know if I get good at handstands, I'm gonna have sh- help way healthier shoulders. I'm gonna have a really strong core. My hands are gonna be extremely strong, right? There's all these things that come as a benefit of being able to do a really good handstand. My my coordination, my balance, all of these things are gonna be really good. So what is six months if I'm training for 60 more years, 50 more years, 40 more years? Six months is nothing. So we tend to have this very short-sighted approach to training where I have these goals, but I have to accomplish all of my goals in the next year. And a lot of that stems from the fact that we've maybe felt like we are, uh, we've wasted too much time already not hitting the things that we want to hit goal-wise. And so we think we, I got to play catch up. I didn't start, you know, I'm, I'm 35 or whatever it is. And, uh, I'm not 35, but you know, in this example, somebody says like, I'm, I, cause I've had this conversation, you know, I'm 35. I didn't really start working out until two years ago. I should have been training since I was 15. Like I've got 20 years to make up a stuff. And to a degree, I understand that mindset, but at the same time, like you've also got, you know, if all goes right, no drastic things happen. You've got maybe 50 more years, right? You've got so much time. Uh, and this isn't to get, um, this isn't to get overconfident about our ability to be on this earth for a long time, because we all know it could, I mean, we're a vapor, right? So when you have that mindset though, you're much more content with the work that you're doing right now, because you know, it's going to pay off later down the road right? It's when, when you're in this, 
really hectic. I have to get all this stuff done in the next six to eight months. Um, you're not developing habits. You're, you're not developing the systems that are going to uh, allow you to do these things that you want to do. So this, this shift in mindset was huge and, and it really just even more so. This was something I've, I've been going through for several years now. And when I talked to Akira, it really just kind of brought a lot of that back up and amplified what it was that I was thinking in my own head, but hadn't really found a good way to articulate it yet until that conversation with him. And uh, when you make that shift, it really does calm calm you to a degree uh, because you're like, okay, I can breathe. Let's get a plan. What's the next three months going to look like? What do I need to, what do I need to accomplish? What's the one thing I want to accomplish in the next three months? Right. Uh, if I'm, if I'm really just focusing on developing positive behaviors in my life, I haven't done that yet. Okay. So what's one or two things behavior wise that I really want to get good at doing as a daily thing? Uh, maybe it's, uh, I just wake up and go for a 15 minute walk. I, I don't hit my snooze. I wake up when my alarm goes off at five thirty or six or whatever it is, wake up and I go for a 15 minute walk. That's how I'm going to start my day every single day. Um, and you know, that's just an example. Obviously I recommend that everybody do that by the way, but, uh, that's just an example. You're going to do that one thing and, and just make it a part of you. If that's a behavior that you want to adopt for yourself, because you know that that's going to pay off even farther down the road. So we're stacking these habits on top of each other. And, you know, when you train for decades from now, you have this ideal or this picture of what you want that time period to look like. So you're going to start doing the things now that are going to result in that thing, right? So if you think about it, there's a lot of guys that are training now that are just crushing themselves in the gym every single day and have been for five or 10 years. And they know, and I I mean, we all know, and they know too, to a degree that you can't do that forever. Your body just cannot do that forever. It won't hold up. You're going to, you know, the load and the intensity and the volume are going to wear on you eventually um, if you keep it up at that current pace. So if I'm thinking to myself, and maybe maybe they're competing, so there's a reason for it, right? But if you're not competing for anything and you're not training for an event or a competition and you're just crushing yourself every day in the gym, take a minute and ask why, like what, what is benefit is this going to have for me in, in 30 years, right? Am I going to crush myself so hard now that I am, I can't walk or move very well. We've all seen, and this is the extreme example, by the way, but we've all seen likely what Ronnie Coleman looks like now. I mean, we're talking about the greatest bodybuilder on earth and he was like just a, a mutant freak, right? So this is not relatable to all of us, but that example shows that he was so singularly focused on winning right now. It came at the expense of his body later. And that's what we're trying to get a little bit of a shift around is how can I be healthy? What can I do the things I need to do? So what can happen as a result of this mindset shift and and some things that people struggle with is, well, if I'm not worrying about things for decades from now, I can, I don't really need to crank up my intensity or my volume. And that's not, and that's not the case because what that does is, you know, as this sort of objection to this ideal is it can make it very difficult to bring up intensity when it's needed. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm working on something that's way in the distance. So I don't need to do this kind of now. And you can see how that already begins kind of a thing. Um, so we have a hard time imagining that far into the future. But if, when you think that all of that is going to make that journey possible to get to that end point, 
you're not going to get to that end point by slacking off now. So you, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the ideal of following a training plan. So having the proper goals, having this system of, I know why I'm doing this. And that's the bigger point I'm trying to make here is a lot of people, a lot of guys just don't know why they're training the way that they need to train and, or the way that they want to train for the goals that they have. Right. So we've talked about goal setting a dozen plus times. There's all kinds of episodes that we've done on the goal setting process. There's one episode. I can't remember how far back it was where I actually like walked you through the entire goal setting process I take with the guys that I work with. So if you're struggling with that go go find that episode and, and follow that protocol and you'll really dig deep into finding the why behind what you're doing. So the other part of this framework that can be something that allows you to do this and enjoy it is and and maybe this is literal, but maybe it isn't, but I just love the phrase always be a white belt, right? Find something that's new for you, uh, a skill or an experience that you can go and learn and get good at because the the process of learning and stimulating our brain to learn a new skill, especially if it's a physical skill, enhances our ability to, uh, it really is kind of like an anti-aging thing mentally to a, a very large degree actually. Um, but you'll help find something that you enjoy and those are the things that you're going to be able to do a lot longer are the things that you enjoy. If you hate training the way that you're training, like why would you do that for 40 more years, right? Find something that you want to do for a long time. So I say be a white belt metaphorically, but it could literally be a martial art of some kind. So this whole this whole concept is it's something that it's it's going to take work and practice for you to be able to dial in but my biggest and just like it is with so much my biggest piece of advice is to find a group or find a coach or somebody that can help you get this ball rolling find somebody that can help you bring all of this into a workable plan for you so you can begin to move forward obviously that's what i do so if you have questions you can reach out to me but find someone that's going to connect with you that you can uh build a good relationship with if it's a coach that's going to understand you and work with you and be able to do a lot of this stuff because that's going to eliminate so many uh, mistakes and and not do shortcuts, but it's going to help you just dial in your plan and hold you accountable to it. So hopefully this was helpful in, in its conception of why we train and how we train for the long game. And I think as, as men who don't necessarily are in, or aren't necessarily in a competitive mode unless we're you know like I said those extenuating circumstances where you're training for a certain event this this really is the helpful way to train so we can do this forever and that's what we all want we want to be strong and healthy forever so hopefully this was helpful if you have more questions about this please feel free to reach out I'm on all the socials if you're if you're on the telegram channel I'll put that link in the show notes too but ask me questions directly in there that's what that's for um, but that's going to cut it for today. I appreciate you guys. We have some really awesome updates to the show coming a little bit of stylistic changes to how things are going to sound, how things are going to flow, uh, some killer guests that are coming up. I'm really excited. So if you haven't done it yet, go like and follow and subscribe to the show on whatever platform, share it with your, with your friends and, and anybody else who might dig it. And, uh, that's going to do it for today. All right. Peace. Mm-hmm.